I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. I'm doing great. Thank you. Hello to all our listeners. And how are you, Steve? Uh, doing well. Doing real well. Yeah. Right. Here, here we are in uh, October, uh, having gone through a very fast summer. Uh, I don't know if summer's ever been slow. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> yeah, into this, uh, this, this cooler weather. And uh, even though, you know, quite frankly, if it stayed like this, I'd be all right. You know, it's when uh, you know it starts getting sub sub forty degrees and uh, you know snow and other sort of precipitation. Yeah, that's when I got a bit of an issue. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. I'm grateful to be alive for whatever it is. Yes. That's it. It's all about being grateful, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. You know, so um, there. Many, invariably, many things that that go on in the, during the course of our life, and and uh, challenges that that we experience, mm-hmm. and a lot of what we talk about in our program is what we need to be able to do to to move ourselves beyond our our circumstances to uh, creating the the lives that, that we want, irrespective of issues, irrespective of challenge, and and uh, again, we're called paradigm shifters because it's about uh, the, the mindset that one possesses because before our circumstances change, our minds have to change. As a matter of fact, uh, your circumstance will never change until your mindset changes first, especially if we em- embrace the, the truth or the reality of, of um, the law of attraction, you know, uh, that, that thoughts are things and that thoughts begin to, to attract. They, they begin to create an environment that, that causes certain things that to happen in our lives. So, being conscious, being aware of, of how we think, how we how we process, what are are the things that we allow to dominate our our, our thoughts, uh, becomes you know critically critically important. The aspect of and the importance of relationship in in our lives is something also that we talk a lot about. Um, the relationship, of course, first that we have with with ourselves, and the relationships that we have with, with others, 
and um, and you know I was I was talking with uh, I actually <laughs> just a little bit before program they uh, asked um, our uh, producer executive producer um, Aurelia if I covered this because it's it's been a minute since we since I was on the air with uh, with you um, and. Um, and and uh, so I'm not 100 sure whether we covered this or not, but even if we did, I wanted to bring it back up again. Um, and and so actually, Marilyn, maybe you can you can answer the question. Do do you remember at all me talking about um, a resource, a book that um, that I'd been reading that impacted me a lot, called The Speed of Trust? Which is the name of the book, Steve? The Speed of Trust. The speed of trust. We've, we've talking about so many different books, and I think it briefly, right, about the speed of trust, but I can't recall at this moment exactly okay. what well, it's about. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, and I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot with that, and I was no, trying to do that, can. actually. Yeah. <laughs> if we can recap, um, that would be wonderful. Well, that's a, exactly what I figured, right, that if we don't yeah. remember, then that's all the more reason to uh, to address it again. I mean, that, that's uh, that's how learning takes place, right? Space repetition, uh, additional constant exposure to things. But if I haven't, I certainly want to. Uh, I, I want to make mention of it because um, of all the, the the resources of books that I've, I've read in um, the last couple of years. I, I'd have to put this one in the top in the top five and hmm. um, because of the, the, the poignance and the importance um, of, of it in general. And I think the full title of the book really uh, speaks to it. And it's called The Speed of Trust, right? But the subtitle is The One Thing That Changes Everything. Trust. Hmm. The One Thing mm-hmm. That Changes everything right and the basic premise of of the resource talking about its importance is that and talk about the speed of trust is that when when trust is high speed is high and costs are low in other words when 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 we have high trust in a relationship um, we're able to get things done more quickly it doesn't require a lot of contract it doesn't require a lot of conversation a lot of dialogue um, um, uh, a lot of due diligence, right, because trust exists, and so things can go quickly. Conversely, where trust does not exist, um, the things slow down, and the costs go up, and that cost being um, time, money, effort, whatever the case might be. And so the, the, the point being is, is determining what we need to do uh, to be able to cultivate and develop trust in every area and aspect of our lives, whether we find ourselves in our families, at work, in um, 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 romantic relationships, uh, whatever type of, of, of relationships, we know that uh, the trust is, is the critical dynamic and um, not just understanding what it means from an academic or intellectual standpoint, but being allowing it to be reflective in our behaviors. And, um, so 
Yeah, I'm, I believe that that dynamic of uh, the, the topic of the issue, that element of trust, is is critically important. You know, which which struck me uh, in this resource itself is that you know there, there are often times you know um, the authors have you know, people. Various individuals ask people to write acknowledgments um, about the book, and this this one has no less than fifty uh, acknowledgments or or endorsements of mm-hmm. of the book um, that that have been included, and it has people from various. Um, States, uh, stages and states of of, of life um, and business. We get CEOs, um, business authorities, um, those in uh, marketing, uh, uh, media, sports, government and education, uh, personal, professional development authorities, learning and human resources, the medical field. I mean, they're just so, it, it just really speaks to just how important that dynamic of trust is in, in life, to have so many people who uh, would, would write uh, acknowledgments to them uh, on it. And so uh, we want to spend a little time talking about trust today and the behaviors that influence trust, um, and you know Stephen. Uh, uh, now this is, is written by Stephen M. R. Covey, which is Covey, which is the son of Stephen R. Covey, who wrote um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I know we've talked about that resource on our program before, and um, we've shared its various tenets towards building a successful life. This one is um, written by his, his son, Stephen M. R. Sylvie, and I believe it's, it's going to be just as much of a classic as his dad's original work of, of The Seven Habits. Um, you know, one of the... If we're, what, here's what we know about trust, right? Matter of fact, let me ask you, uh, um, uh, Marilyn, when someone says you're having a conversation with someone, and they say, "Trust me," how does that make you feel? And 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 what do you begin to think, or you know, when when someone says that to you? It depends who says it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've had um, people that you know, if a person tells me, "Trust me," and it's someone that has been. Um, believing in me and guiding me and mentoring me and I know that I can trust this person um, and I want to trust that person so it's you know it's it can be um, um, you know you can have mixed feelings with this because I the, the first thing that that came to my mind when you asked me that question as well it depends who it is um, you know some people can have trust issues because the trust has been broken in the past um, so it's hard to trust again. Um, I I live by one of the principles that I live by is, you know, and I would say this every morning when I was going to challenging times, is just that today I will have faith and trust. 
and I had to know what the end result was going to be in my mind and not worry about the details and let the universe or God take care of the details for me. But, yeah, back to that question, when a person says, you know, trust me, trust me, um, you, <laughs> there's a lot of question marks depending on the, on the situation and, and who it is. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that, Steve? Well, I, your, your answer is, is kind of like on point because the, the, the reality is this, that if, if it's someone who you already trust, them telling you trust, for them saying yeah. trust me doesn't cause you to trust them, right? The trust already existed. Right. Or didn't exist, right? So when when someone says trust me, it's someone who I don't know says trust me. Actually, that kind of makes me not trust them, right? Yeah, one eyebrow goes up. Right, exactly, right? Because trust isn't something that can be. Um, man, it can't be legislated. It can't be mandated. It can't be commanded. It's something that is um, earned and then and then mm-hmm. given. Um, that that causes it to take place. In other words, there are behaviors that, in which someone can engage that would cause you to trust them or not. Now, right. you, you mentioned, the word, we mentioned the word faith, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. faith is a confidence in uh, something or, or, or someone uh, based on a solid uh, a belief and who that, that person is or the, the, or the ability that, that they have or you know, and matter of fact, even in a resource, it breaks trust down into the um, there are four cores of trust, and 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 knowing that trust is broken into two categories: character and competence. We trust someone based on their character and their competence, and if we break those two into two each, character we're talking about integrity and intent, mm-hmm. and, um, and competence we're talking about capabilities and results. In other words, we trust someone because they have in they're, they're a person who says what they mean and means what they say. They're a person of integrity and, and we know that they they do what they say they will do, that they they're not simply out for their own good, um um but they're out for the good of others as well, which also lends itself to the second part of that, which is intent. That there are no hidden agendas or nefarious meanings or desires behind what their mm-hmm. actions are, we entrust them because we know that their, in, their intentions were right. Even if, here's the interesting thing, even if there's been a failure along the way or even in a process, if their intent, we trusted their intent, it mm-hmm. doesn't negatively impact our overall trust for the individual. Right? So we look at uh, integrity and intent. The other two are capabilities and results. Capabilities are, are their relevant skills, um, training, um, natural gifts, right? And those will be their capabilities and the results, obviously, of the past track record. What, what, have, what, am I, what are we able to documentally, uh, accurately document uh, with regard to what their track record has, has been, right? And given all those things would impact our ability to be able to to trust others, and so I, I think that breaking these, breaking it down into that really gives us a, a, a bit more uh, clarity and insight when we ask about being trusted or trusting someone else. Because here's the thing: you can trust someone's character, but maybe not their capabilities. You can trust mm-hmm. their, um, uh, you know, their, their competence. Not their character. In other words, hey, I know this person's a really great accountant, 
but they might cheat, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if that, those things would impact trust. So I think the, the four cores of trust being intent, integrity, intent, uh, capabilities, and results are the things that we can evaluate to determine how much we want to, that we will trust someone. But our focus today really is going to be about behaviors that we can engage that build trust and can possibly even restore trust. You know, because you'd mentioned, uh, Marilyn, about, you know, uh, the possibility uh, you know, of, of trust being lost with, with someone based on something they may have, have done in, in, in the past. But um, I think it's good to know that trust can be rebuilt. But it won't yeah. just happen. Mm-hmm. It won't just happen. Um, matter of fact, I mentioned Stephen Colby, the, the father, Stephen R. Colby, earlier. Uh, he said, uh, you can't talk yourself out of a problem you've behaved yourself into. In other words, we can't, tell, we can't talk anybody into trusting us. We can, no matter how much we say, if our behavior doesn't coincide with that, then uh, our words become null and void. Um, and... It, um, the the compliment to that quote was by a son, which said, uh, "No, but you can behave yourself out of a problem you behaved yourself into." Hmm. Um, and, and so you can't talk yourself out of a problem you behaved yourself into. Correct. However, but you can behave yourself out of a problem you've behaved yourself into. Trust can be restored. It can be won back again. Um, and, and so in the resource, again, I'm kind of you know, giving you a summary here. In the resource, it, it outlines um, 13 behaviors that um, one can intentionally engage to be able to build trust or, and restore trust um, and so you know clearly we don't have time to go through all 13 of them um, here uh, here today but um, maybe just m- mention uh, a couple of them and um, matter of fact what I want to do because I, I I know that uh, Marilyn I you don't have the, the resource in, in front of you but what I want to do is list what some of them are so that mm-hmm. as I'm talking about one you might um, if any one of these that I name kind of jumps out to you okay. uh, and you want to talk about that one a little bit, feel free to feel free to do that because they, these and, and here's a powerful thing. These these elements of or these behaviors kind of resonate. Once again, it's just not rocket science. This, we're not talking about uh, um, statistics here. We're not talking about, uh, you know, macroeconomics. Right. We're, we're talking mm-hmm. about common everyday behaviors mm-hmm that one can engage um, to, to be able to build trust. And I think we'll be able to draw on our own lives um, and, and experiences in, in sharing that. So Kim, just let me mention what some of the behaviors are. Um, talk straight, create transparency, right wrongs, um, show loyalty, Deliver results. What was that one, Steve? Deliver, deliver results. Deliver results. 
Yeah. Yeah, deliver results. We're talking about building trust, deliver results. You want me to trust you? Don't talk about it, be about it. Let me see the results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one. Uh, um, practice accountability. Practice accountability. Um, listen first. Listen first. Keep commitments and extend trust. Extend the trust. So I'm going um, wow. to talk about two right off the bat and then um, give you uh, an opportunity, Marilyn, to you know, think about okay. one or two of them, that, any, any that I mentioned that may have jumped off the page to you. Right? And um, so I'll mention the first one, actually, is the first one he has in, in the book, and, and that is talk straight. When we talk about talk straight, it's, it's honest communication. You know, you haven't been talking to someone and you can tell that there's something behind what they're saying, that what they're saying isn't the real message. It's what they're not saying that's mm-hmm. really what, what, what is going on, right? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's said in an attempt to protect yourself, and sometimes it's said in a, in a way to protect the other person. But if, if, you, if you don't talk, if you're my friend and you don't tell me the real deal, you don't talk straight to me, then there's no way I can correct it. And, and we don't help one another by sugarcoating the truth, you know, in, 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 in the faith that, that you know, I, I practice is what we're expressed this with regard to trust. And it is telling the truth, speaking the truth in love, right? So that means sometimes we have to give a person a tough message, a, a, a very direct, forthright, tough message but it's how we deliver it, not the, not the message itself. Um, exactly. And us being willing to do that, right? Because if, if you if, – if, and John Maxwell talks about in, in the um, 21 Irrefutable Law, he's talking about the law of the inner circle and says that a, a leader is only as good as those they have around them. So if you have people around you that aren't going to talk straight, that aren't going to tell you the real deal, then they're not really helping you. you know, they're, they're, they're only hurting you. So in, in any whatever kind of relationship in which we find ourselves – um, we have to we have to talk straight. The opposite of talking straight is 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 to is to lie, to deceive in some way, to to um, to, to to position what you're being said in a way. You know, it's it's political stuff, right? Politics. Right. You know, and um, that certainly isn't a way to be able to build song it, um, real relationships. You build counterfeit relationships that way, but the you don't want to spin stuff, but you want to, you don't want to give a false impression of the way things are, but give people the real impression. So point being there is to talk straight, talk straight. Yes, we get, uh, we get so much more when we have honesty and integrity and not only, not only does it benefit, I mean, both people benefit the person that you're being honest with and you're being honest with yourself because when we're not honest, with someone we're not being honest with ourselves and that's something that actually disempowers us because then we have to walk around knowing that we have this you know lie that we're walking around with and it really does disempower you i mean i think one of the foundations of being empowered and strengthened in every area of your life is living out of a place of honesty and integrity and 
one of the other things that stood out was delivering results. I, I mean, I, I've taught hundreds, over a thousand um, students, you know, children and teenagers, and it's all about um, having them become empowered. And not once, now, now that we're talking about this, I'm going back and I'm thinking, not once have I ever told one of my students, trust me. I, it's, it's from what they've seen results from the other um, children or teenagers being transformed. And by them seeing that, they're seeing results and they're seeing that I'm teaching them out of a place of love and that, that I'm there to empower them. And, they, and, it, and there's a trust that's built immediately. And these teenagers open up their hearts to me and it's magical what happens. And to see in one class, um, one day, one spoke about how she was being bullied, and she started crying. And then another one said the same thing, and another one that had suffered from depression. And they were, they all opened up, and there was an immediate trust in not only with not only with me, but with with one another. And it was something magical about it. And if that one person wasn't totally honest, and she said, "Can I be honest?" and I said, "Sure." It's all about being honest and feeling safe. And once she felt safe, everyone felt safe. So those are the results. And I not once that I have to say, oh, you trust me. No, they just automatically feel safe. Mm, yes, that's good. And, and, you know, consistent here is that there was a way that you were, were being, right, a way that you were acting that engendered that. It wasn't right. something that you you asked for, you solicited in any way other than your behavior which kind of caused it to to happen. It's what it, it's what attracted it, you know, it's what caused it in behavior. And so excellent. I like that. I have one um, other example. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. So I received a phone call yesterday from someone that I think she found one of my flyers or saw one of my ads on, on Helping Hill Hearts, and she asked me what my services were, and uh, I asked her what was going on in her life. I said, do you want to tell me first, you know, why are you calling me, what's going on? And she she was totally closed and didn't want to say anything. So then when I opened up and I started telling her, you know, why I started helping Hill Hearts eight years ago and I told her a little bit about my experience and what I do and how I've helped people and I've seen them transform and I've seen people's lives change. Then she totally opens up. She there was an immediate trust. I I did not tell her, Oh, you have to trust me. And the first thing she told me was I've reached out to so many people but it's so hard to find someone to trust. So she doesn't want to go to someone that she feels that they're just taking her money. She wants she wants she wanted to feel that it's someone genuine and that that she can really trust. And I didn't tell her, you can't trust me. I would never say that. I, I What I did was I totally listened to her. I took, my, I took my time. I stopped what I was doing and I listened to her. And she, she really opened up and started crying and poured out her heart to me. So I told her what to do when I spoke to her about having a mind shift and I told her to, I wanted her to write down a gratitude list and why she was grateful and 10 things and then to call me back afterwards. And that right there built trust. So she's coming on Wednesday to see me. And yeah, so those, see, those are results. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it also spoke to 
one of the one of the, the specific behaviors mentioned. One of the behaviors specifically mentioned um, was about listen first, right? Listen first, right? You know, and and um, and that aspect of listening, right, is uh, it, it means to really listen because there are many times when I'm, I'm sure you've been like talking with someone, you could tell they weren't really listening to you. They were really just waiting for their turn to speak. Right, exactly, exactly. So it means not only to, to really listen, uh, to generally seek to understand the other person's thoughts and feelings, right, which is even Dr. Um, uh, Covey, the father, seek first to understand and to be understood, right, requires the listening first, but it, to, to, to do it uh, before, listen before you make any judgments or any prejudices. You know what things we, we may have heard things a certain way, um, uh, and there may be predispositions based on other stuff that's going on around us or in us, but really listening to what that person has to say requires us to shut down our own internal dialogue and listen to what that person is really hear and listen to what that person is, is, is saying. Um, you know, the, the many aphorisms around the, the importance of, of listening, um, you know, none, none, not the least of which is that we learn nothing new when we speak, that um, everything we say we already know. So to be able to listen most effectively, you have to shut down and really uh, actively pay attention to what another person is saying. Um, and it also allows us to be able to hear what they're not saying. When we listen first, it allows us to hear what people are not saying as well as what they are saying. But those are those two, right off the bat, are things that, that build trust, you know, to be able to, um, to listen first um, and to, to also be able to, <clears throat> to talk straight with people so that they, they know that you say what you mean and that you, you mean what you say. Now, believe it or not, um, this seems like a, uh, like a hard right turn, but uh, it's 1 o'clock, and so we've, we've pretty much come to the end of our, our program today. But, <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that, you know, we, we kind of started something here, um, that the next time we come together, uh, we can talk about a couple more of this. We'll, we'll, we'll look at this book again. We're not going um, to have 13 series on this, right? But, but we are going to have another one. We'll have a couple more of them and, and, and uh, Marilyn also, you know, I'll send you, I'll send you a copy so that, you know, you can go over it as well. But I would encourage our, our listeners uh, as well to do some reading for yourself. Add this to your reading list because I'm sure you already read right now. Add it to your reading mm-hmm. list of, of books that you will pick up, pick up. The Speed of Trust, um, the one thing that changes everything. I trust that you got some value out of our time today. Uh, and look forward to being able to connect with you uh, again next time. Um, thank you for, for tuning in. Um, and on behalf of Marilyn and myself, we wish you all a um, safe month. And um, uh, I think we will get to you, yeah, before Thanksgiving. So we look forward to speaking to you then. All right? Have a safe okay. Halloween. God bless everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.